Shavua Tov to all of you listeners of this beautiful station, the station of Torah and Divrei Musa, religious music. This is Rabbi Albaz from SLC, and I would like to speak about Parashat Kedushim. The first thing the Parashat tells us is, Daber el kol adat b'nei Yisrael ve'amarta alehem. Kedoshim tehiu ki kadosh ani Adonai Elohechem. Moshe Rabbeinu gathers all the Bnei Yisrael, everyone, men, women, children, everybody is going to listen to him for this particular parasha. Question is, how come this parasha is any different from the others? The Gemara tells us that every other parasha, every other mitzvah that Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching, he had a, he had a procedure. What was the procedure? Well, first, he would teach the mitzvah to Aaron. After he's done teaching Aaron, then he goes on the side, then the two children, Aaron comes in, and he teaches them the same parasha again, on the same mitzvah again. After he's done with the two children, then the zekenim come in. And the zekenim, the elders, they come in, and... We tell, after the elders listen to it, it goes to the side. And then, Moshe Rabbeinu tells everybody. The whole, every, all, all of Bnei Yisrael, he tells them. So what do we see from here? That every other mitzvah is the same thing. Okay, first he tells Aaron, then the children, then the Zekini, but at the end he tells everybody. So what is the difference between this particular parasha here and the other mitzvot? Eventually, it tells everybody anyway. Well, there are different pshatim about this. And, for example, the Mizrahi says, well, even though the other mitzvot he was teaching to everyone, but they were coming kvutzot, kvutzot, meaning they were coming in groups. You have one group come in, after he goes out, another group comes in, but it was not complete. Not everybody together, but this mitzvah, this parashah of Kedushim, it was everybody together in one shot. Now we have the Orachayim. Interestingly enough, the Orachayim says that this parashah of Kedushim was only the, the other parashiot, the other mitzvot, he was telling to everybody, sure, but only to the men, not the ladies. And then uh, the ladies learned from, the, from their husbands. But this parasha, he says, is different because he was teaching everybody at the same time, including men, the women. So in that case, why is this parasha uh, so more significant than the others? What makes it more important than the others? Now, if you say, oh, you know what? This parasha has 51 mitzvot. 51 mitzvot. That's why it's so important. Well, go to the next parasha. Emor has 63 mitzvot. And over there, it doesn't say that he gathered everybody. It doesn't say that. So what is the importance? Well, there are a couple of reasons for that. One of them, the Tanchuma, the Midrash, says that in this parasha, you will find a repetition 
of all the Ten Commandments. All the Aseret HaDiberot that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told the Bnei Israel are all repeated here. And just like over there, when Hashem spoke the Ten Commandments, everyone was there, everyone, men, women, children, everyone. Therefore, in this case also, being that it is a repetition of all the Ten Commandments, then also it should, it should be with everybody together. Now, how do we understand this repetition? Well, I'll give you examples, for example. Let's say the first, uh, the first commandment, Anuchi Hashem Elokecha. Well, we have over here, Ani Hashem Elokechem. Same thing. I am, I'm your God. The second one, Lo Yiyeh Elokim Acherim Al Panai. Thou shalt not have any other gods but me. Well, over here it says, Elokim Asecha Lo Ta'asu Lachem. You're not allowed to have any idols. And kept on going. Shamor et yom ha-shabbat That's one of the commandments. Here it says, et shabbat otayt ishmoru. Keep the Sabbath. All repetitions. Kabed et abicha ve'itimecha. Honor your father and your mother. It says here, ish imo ve'abiv tirau. You have to have some fear and awe from your mother and your father. Lo tirzach, thou shalt not kill. Lo ta'amod al dam re'echa. Thou shalt not stand by and and see the the, the blood of you of your uh, fellow man. I was you had supposed to do something to help him. And it's all like this. So this is why, being that it has all the Ten Commandments in there, that is why everybody was together. But there's another reason. In this parasha, we have the famous words. Of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was one of our greatest sages, sages, a very, very great Tana. And Rabbi Akiva spent 24 years, 12 years, and another 12 years studying with Rabbi Eliezer. When he came back, he came back with 24,000 Talmidim. This is the whole idea that we have here about now, during the Sefira, uh, where we don't uh, take a haircut, we don't listen to, to music, and so on and so forth, because we're mourning those 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva who died all during this time. The famous words, Thou shalt love your neighbor like yourself. This is, the, this is the Torah. In other words, if we were to simplify and to, to say something about our Torah, tell, what does this mean? Well, it's very simple. You don't want anyone to hurt you, then you don't hurt anybody. You don't want anyone to rob you, then you don't rob anyone. You don't want anyone to lie to you, you don't lie to anybody. If, God forbid, you needed a job, or you needed help, right? You would want everybody to do so. Well, if somebody else does this, has the same need, then you should help him, just like yourself. If, for example, you don't have a sukkah, but your friend has a sukkah, just like he's gracious to bring you in, you should do the same thing. If you have a sukkah, someone needs a sukkah, you'd be gracious to bring him in. 
Just like if you were in need and you would like someone to help you with charity, you should do the same thing to the others. These mitzvah has ramifications in pretty much uh, the entire Torah. This is what Rabbi Akiva was saying. And this typifies the Jewish people because we have a mission in this world. We have a role that is to enlighten the world about the glory of Hashem and the beauty of our Torah, especially those mitzvot that fall within the range of which most of Parashat Kedushim is. According to the statistics here in the United States, charity is given a lot more by the Jews than the non-Jews. This is statistics. I'm not saying something that I think or something that I heard from someone. It's actually it is what it is. Despite the fact that we're 6 million and it's 350 million inhabitants in the United States, still, the Jews give more charity to charitable organizations than others. We are supposed to be a holy nation, and we should show it. We should show the world that we are a holy nation. And this is what it says, Mamlechet Kohanim, we are a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. What does that mean, a holy nation? And what does that mean, a, a, a kingdom of priests? So let me tackle the first one first. You know, in Parashat Bereshit, Bereshit bara elokim et ha-shamayim the first thing he says that the way we, we usually interpret, uh, which is actually the pshat of this first sentence, is in the beginning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he created the earth and the heavens. Now, Rashi brings a midrash, and he says, you know what? Bereshit means because of Reshit, Hashem created the earth and the heavens. But what does that mean, because of Reshit? Because of the Bnei Israel, who are called Reshit, as it says, Reshit Tevu'ato, this is why Hashem created the heavens and the earth. And because of the Torah, which is called Reshit Darko, HaKadosh Baruch Hu also created the heavens and the earth. What does this mean? It means HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the whole world because of the Torah and because of the Bnei Israel. Now, Rav Sternberg, the one that he wrote the uh, Sefer Ta'am Vada'at, he says, Rashi picked on this too. But he says there is another Midrash that says that there are another three mitzvot which are also called Reshit. And because of those three mitzvot, Hashem created the world. That's terrific. Which, which mitzvot are these? Which one are we talking about? So he mentions three of them. One, 
ביקורים. As it says, ראשית ביקורי אדמתך. What does that mean? ביקורים, the first fruits. A person has a farm, he works very, very hard, and then the first fruit that he sees, he puts a mark on them, and then he takes them to the Beit HaMikdash, that's the ביקורים, the first fruits. It says ראשית. Also, חלה. When you have a dough, big dough, you take a piece of that dough, that's called chala, which we give to the Kohen. Right? On the desert of the Bet HaMikdash, it was given to the Kohen. As it says, Rashid arisotechem chala tarimu. It says Rashid on that too. For example, terumah and maaser, terumah, which we give to the Kohen, generally speaking, 2% of uh, whatever uh, a person has, uh, for example, if he, if you harvest 100 bushels of wheat, then you would, uh, you would give you giving about 2%, about two barrels give to the Kohen. It says, Rashid de Gancha. So again, we have three mitzvot that are called Rashid, and because of those mitzvot, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. But what distinguishes these three mitzvot from the others? We have another 610 mitzvot. The 613 altogether, there's three. There's now 610. Why is this sort of uh, different from the, rest of the, from the rest of the mitzvot? And Rav Sturman brings a very interesting point. He says, let's take the case, for example, of the dough, or the terumah, for that matter, same thing. I have a big piece of dough, like four pounds of dough or so, right? Then I take a couple of pieces of, from it, and this is going to be in our dechala, which I give to the Kohen. Now, me, as a regular Israel, if I take a piece from the chala, what happens? Now that I selected this piece from the rest, from the mass of the dough, this piece become tahor. It become kadosh. And this kadosh must go to the Kohen. Who makes it kadosh? Me, by selecting it. Had I selected another piece, the other piece would have been kadosh. So once you separate something from a mass, that something now becomes kadosh. And the same thing with terumah. I have 100 bushels of wheat, as we said before. If I take two barrels, regardless which two I take, those two now become kadosh. I cannot eat them. I cannot do anything with it myself. I have to give it to the coin because it's kadosh. The Bnei Israel were also separated from the mass of the world. With that separation, with that havdalah, they also became kadosh. Became kadosh, goy kadosh. So what is the meaning of Mamlechet Kohanim? A kingdom of Kohanim, of priests. After all, we don't only have Kohanim. We have Kohanim, we have Levim, we have Israelim. But in this case, perhaps you could say the meaning is that we should emulate the Kohanim when they were performing their service in the Beit HaMikdash. What does that mean? Well, there are three major and uh, salient features about the behavior of the Kohanim in the Beit HaMikdash. And that is what we have uh, to emulate. 
There may be more, but it's at least these three. One of them is the following. The Kohanim dedicated their time, their effort to the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Avodat Hashem. It's always Avodat Hashem. That's what they were there for. Nothing else. So what does that mean? Well, we should emulate. Emulate doesn't mean copy them completely because it's impossible. We live in a world. We have to work, for example, you know, to make panasa. We have to have to eat. But the point is, still, whatever you do has to be for the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I want to eat. Okay. Wash your hands. Make a beracha. Make a beracha on the mosi. Eat your seuda. Say the birkat amazon. Now you have elevated even something that was mundane, something that was worldly. You've elevated it to something that is sanctified. You do everything for the service of Akadosh Baruch Hu. For example, you want to do to, you want to go exercise, right? You want to be healthy. Well, you can go uh, to exercise uh, uh, in, in order to, to build up uh, your muscles, or you can go with the intention, I want to be healthy so that I can do the mitzvot of Hashem properly. A sick person cannot fulfill the mitzvot of Hashem properly, but I want to be healthy so I can be more zariz. I want to go to sleep not just for the purpose of resting only, I want to go sleep so the next morning I'll be rested enough so I can go to tefillah and I go to shiur after that. In other words, everything should be in the thinking of doing avodat Hashem, just like the Kohanim. That's one feature. The other one is, as it says, kisifte kohen ishmirudat. The Kohanim in those days, people used to go and ask them the Torah. They were sages. They were they were and they were teaching to the, to, to, to the populace. They were teaching them, and they were sort of the role model. The outside world was supposed to mimic them, to emulate. So they were role models. We have to be role models too in the world. We have to show the world how kind we are. We have to show the world that we are very special in that our dealings and relationships between us and the world is very special, very good, very kind, very charitable. Our behavior should be a model behavior in every way. It's important. And finally, it says, Ki Hashem seva That the Kohen is like Malach Hashem. What does that mean, Malach Hashem? The Kohen is not a Malach. The Kohen is a, you know, it's just a human being like, uh, like everybody else. But if you notice one thing, when the Kohanim were in doing their Avodah, they were extremely strict in following precisely the dictates of the Torah. They never wavered. They couldn't possibly go either one 
inch to the right, one inch to the left, but exactly what it says. No questions asked. The Kohanim were the soldiers of Hashem. And just like a soldier, they have deal in the field when the surgeon tells him, do this, this, and that. It, the soldier doesn't ask questions. Yes, sir. And that's it. We, they don't ask questions. Well, we should emulate that kind, that feature also. We have a misva. We should do the misva. You want to know why the misva? You can find out later on. No problem. Find the reason. But you don't do the misva because it's this and this reason. You don't do the misva because Hashem said do the misva. That's, 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 that's the main thing. These are the three things we have to emulate. And by having this mamlechet koanim, these three things, then we are goy kadosh. Now there are many ways that the hachamim have described the word kadosh, kedoshim tiyur, Rashi says it's pshat, there's a pshat of the orachayim, there's all, many, many pshatim, but perhaps we can say this one is closer to what the Maharal was saying that Kadosh means muvdal umufrash, separated, separate from the world. Yes, we are Kadosh because we are separated. We are different in the sense that we follow these three things. Dedicate ourselves to, 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 to the service of Hashem. Be a role model and follow strictly the mitzvot of the Torah. Now, this makes us the chosen people. Am Segula, of course. But you see, many uh, Gentiles in the world don't like that idea. You know, uh, tonight and tomorrow is uh, Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Day. Ahmad Tzinan, when six million Jews uh, were murdered innocently by uh, uh, by. A nation that supposedly was a civilized nation. And it's not just the, before the gas chambers even started at the very beginning, you know what they used to do? They would dig huge pits, huge pits. And they were surrounded with the Jews and then machine gun all of them falling into the pit. When sometimes some of them were dead, sometimes they were not. They buried them anyway. In Babiyar, over 30,000 Jews were killed like that. And afterwards, they figured out, oh, wait a minute. We can't really kill too many people, uh, you know, quickly like this. That's when they decided to have the final solution with the gas chambers in Mahshima Vizikram. You see the difference between Amsegula and not Amsegula? That is the difference. I read once the Nazis would gather all the Jews and we say to them, Are you the chosen people? And everyone had to say, No. Who is the chosen people? The German nation. And they had to repeat that over. And one time, one of them, he wouldn't say it. So the guard comes in with his club, hits him a couple of times in the head, gives him a bloody nose and a bloody face. Are you the chosen nation? He says, yes. 
he hits it more and more and more. Are you the chosen nation? Yes. The third time he hits it so bad that he falls on the floor and the man is almost half dead. And he says to him, the, the German God says, asks him, tell me, why are you the chosen nation? And he answered him very, very simply, because we do not beat, we do not torture, we do not people like you do. That's the difference between someone who's Amsegula, not Amsegula. Well, remember the Holocaust, there are so many, so many different stories that we have in mind. It's unfortunate. But we can't forget about Holocaust Day. We must remember it. I have a little story there that says, towards the end of the war, now it's the end of the war, right? The Germans see that the Allies are close by. So leave the Jews alone. Run, leave them alone. No. They made the march and march for miles and miles and miles to take them to the territory where the Germans still controlled. So one time, one Jew, he, uh, he, was, he was very tired. So he told the guy, please, let's just let, let me rest a minute. And then I'll follow you. So they said to him, all right, but don't you dare escape. So no, no, just for a few minutes. So as soon as they were a little bit out of sight, he ran the opposite way. He saw a house, a garage there with uh, full of hay. He went all the way inside with a ton of hay behind him, uh, on top of him, and he waited. Sure enough, Imam, the guards, when they saw he wasn't there, they ran. And who, where, where could they find him? There was only one house there. So they figured he's there. But as soon as they came in, a big dog barking at them was barking. They got scared. So one of them said to the other, you know what? Let's kill the dog. Let's shoot him. And then after that, we'll shoot that Jew swine. The other one says to him, wait a minute. What, what do you want from him? He didn't do anything wrong to us, the dog. He didn't hurt us. He didn't say anything. Why should you want to kill him? Or maybe the Jew is not there altogether. Rabotai, they had pity from a dog. No, no mercy for a human being. No mercy for a human being. Now, I want you to con contrast that something just the opposite. A year ago, uh, Israel decided to set up a field hospital, a field hospital in the Golan Heights, very, very close to the border, maybe 100 yards from the border. Why? Because there were many Syrian Arabs that were wounded, some badly, some not so badly, some, and they were running to cross the border. They figured... Israel's not going to kill them. Worst comes to worst, at least they'll have a place where just to stay temporarily. But you know what? Israel did better than that. They had a hospital special for them. They'll take them in, 
they will treat them one after the other, one after the other. Imagine Israeli do doctors taking care of the enemy. It did not bother Israel. It didn't bother the Jews. This is Amsegula. And two months ago, I, I, I read that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, he went to visit that place. And he saw how they were taking care of his uh, Syrian Arabs. And almost everyone was saying, you see, all these years, Asadi Mashimovazikro was telling us that Iran was our friend because they were supplying them with arms, which they used to kill the Syrians, by the way. Israel is our enemy. It was telling us all the time. Now we find out just the opposite. Israel is our friend. Iran and Hezbollah are our enemies. Rabotai, this is Amsegulah, which comes from and that's why we are distinguished in the whole world. And we have to stay that way. And we have to be role models at all times. That is part of our mission. Abutai, don't forget this beautiful station. Whenever you can help, help. And as you know, we have a, a beautifully renovated social hall. If you have any simha, please. Contact us. We'll be very happy to accommodate you. Shavua Tov. Tiskula Miswot.